Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thank you very much, Chris. Two Grand Slam at 725. Two more texts on Harbaugh, then we'll get into the Lions. Uh, Jody from Orange Park, Florida. Jim doing the Pete Carroll. Angelique reported that Michigan caved and agreed to the immunity clause, and Jim left any, anyway. I'm now more convinced Jim knew more than he lets on. That's possible. We'll find, <laughs> we will find out soon enough. That's for damn sure. And I was told by somebody else that actually was not 100% true, but we'll, we'll find out. I'm going through the five stages of grief. Last night was anger initially and then sad. This morning I'm grateful for what he did and optimistic on the future. Sharon is the right hire. This is going to be a down year and most likely we'll lose a couple of games. But if Sharon can beat MSU and OSU, the year's a success. John, I'm going to be on my couch eating bacon bombs while rewatching last year's run to help me mourn. That's from Mike <laughs> yes. at Ford. Enjoy the bacon bombs. Yes. Absolutely. Actually, yeah. It's, uh, they're special. You should try them. I'd love they're to easy try to make. Okay. You could do it. I'll send the recipe to Cindy. Okay. Absolutely. All right. 248 uh, Lions, Niners, Sunday, your biggest concern. Mine is, it's very simple. It's three letters. It's CMC. Yeah. Uh, and Dan Campbell actually talked about it yesterday to a certain extent to make, try to make them one-dimensional. Not that their passing game is not good, you know, because it looks like Debo's going to probably be playing, which yeah. we kind of figured anyway. Ayuk's really good. Obviously, they have an elite tight end. Um, but... If they can't run the ball, and the Lions have done such a great job of stopping the run, you make them one-dimensional, you really have a really good chance of winning the football game. Well, what is the what is it that, that the Lions do best defensively? It's stopping stop the, the run. run. And so they've got a better chance of making them one-dimensional in forcing them to throw the ball mm-hmm. than they do vice versa. Right. And my, my biggest concern as well is Christian McCaffrey. But the problem is, even if you make them one-dimensional, Christian McCaffrey still has two and three dimensions. Yes. Like, he's not just a runner. That's what right. makes him the cheat code. And everybody says, hey, he's the cheat code for fantasy football. He absolutely is because he racks up stats no matter what. He's the cheat code for real football. Yeah, and, and <laughs> you know, he's a guy. And here's my biggest concern. So if you're going to say it's, you know, Christian McCaffrey, which I am as well, Taking that one step further is is tackling. We've seen the Detroit Lions struggle at times in open field tackles. And it's hard. Open field head tackles are hard. We've seen them struggle tackling in general. If they struggle to bring down Christian McCaffrey, that's not going to be good for the outcome of this game. 
248-539-9797. Biggest concern with Lions going into the weekend is the O-line. If Ragnow can't go or can't finish the game. Frank's going. Frank's going, first of all. You're going to have Glasgow at center and two backup guards. If you're trying to keep Goff upright, that's not a good recipe. You're right. No, you have a starting guard in Glasgow. You have a backup guard in uh, Awusika. Yeah. All right. You're right. That's not a good recipe, but Frank's going to go. Now, if he gets re-injured, that's a different story. Uh, Nate from a truck. My biggest concern is if we, if, if we lose, it's going to be another 30 years when we get back here. I think we have the management to get back there though. Yeah. Okay. Biggest concern for Sunday linebackers, the two best linebackers cores we have faced the Ravens and the bears gave golf problems in coverage. That's from Jim in Belleville. That is, that's very accurate. Um, my biggest concern with the lions is if San Francisco can shut down our running game. San Francisco's linebackers are probably the best in the NFL, and if they can't run the ball, it will put a lot of pressure on Goff. Go Lions. Yeah, I mean, look, their pass rush is pretty damn good, too. I mean, Nick Bosa from one side, Chase Young, he hasn't been great, but he's been good. Okay, fine. I know. I'll take that matchup all day long. We've got Penny Sewell, who is the best right tackle in football. In fact, I would put him right under Trent Williams in regards to the best tackle in football. And, and Taylor Decker has done a really nice job. So I'll take that matchup all day long. The Lions offensive line has got to play its best game of the season. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no doubt they're one of the top O lines in the league. I think the, the reason the Packers did what they did and had a chance to win that game, they they unexpectedly ran the ball so well. I mm-hmm. mean, Aaron Jones is playing really good again because he had a great game in Dallas too. But that, the reason the Packers turned around their season was their offensive line. So I know you brought this up this morning, and I heard Wojo a little bit last night as I was driving to uh, Ruby's basketball game, and he was talking about uh, you know, what was the conversation about the the great players that the the, the Lions 40, yes. have versus right. the Forty Nine ers and Jared Goff. Right. So he was Wojo was talking to Jared Goff, asking Jared Goff, basically trying to say that you know nationally most people know the great players of the Forty Nine ers and not the great players of the Lions. This is a pretty funny exchange between uh, Wojo and Jared Goff. <laughs> all right, so here's the opportunity, and Jared Goff nailed it. First of all, I love the fact that whether it was the Skip Bayless comment with uh, uh, Carson Anderson mm-hmm. or this one with Woj, I love the fact that he is owning leadership of this team yep. and he has taken over as quarterback. That aside, if you, this is an opportunity for the Detroit Lions and every player on that roster. Okay, you got two pro, all pro guys, and that is Amon Ross St. Brown and Penny Sewell. They have a chance to take their status amongst the elite of the NFL to a new level. For Penny Sewell, it is can I do it against Nick Bosa? His first game was against Nick Bosa. Right. All right, now he gets that chance again as, as a seasoned three year guy. Learned a little bit more, has a little bit more confidence, and the stakes are higher. Now it's the same thing for Amon Ross St. Brown. Go out there and take your the the perception of Amon Ross St. Brown amongst the NFL and amongst the NFL fans to an elite level. It's Aiden Hutchinson against Trent Williams. You know, and, and is he going to line up against him every time? No. But it's what he does against this offensive line and in the NFC championship game is going to be held in a higher regard. This is the spotlight that all of these players, Sam Laporta you know, against uh, uh, Fred Warner, all of a sudden, 
hey, this is an opportunity. You've had a great rookie year. Yeah. You've had a historic rookie year. But you want to be talked about within the likes of a Travis Kelsey, a George Kittle, who's on the other side. Yes. You've got a direct comparison, and you've got an opportunity against a pro, all-pro type of linebacker, against all of these players. The matchups in this game matter. And if the Lions can go, come out and these players take advantage of the spotlight, the matchup, the opportunity – you're looking at a completely different conversation that Wojo just had. This is the chance that these players have to get on the same level, the same, uh, you know, just the, the the same perspective that people look at the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. The, the, the Lions players have that now. By the way, will Sam have Lapor- that opportunity? Will Sam Laporta uh, pull the TJ Hawkinson? Because when TJ was a, a rookie, he was a real clean cut guy and all that stuff. Well, Laporta. Turn into T.J. Hawkinson with the long hair and the gruff, like uh, like all the Iowa guys. Like it seems like it's whatever Kittle tells these guys to look like they do. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think he'll be more like Dallas Clark. Okay, two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Uh, Sean in Sterling Heights, what's up? Hi, good morning, guys. Good morning. I read this news item yesterday. Not exactly new news item, but a Sports Illustrated uh, message that Boomer has predicted that. Uh, ben Johnson is going to go to Washington Commanders. And I'll tell you this, this is, uh, of course, obviously media speculates a lot, and we've seen it all the way. But for someone like a boomer to come out and say something like this in the context of a very hardworking team approaching an NFC championship game three days in front of it, and potentially even the Super Bowl, and the whole country is talking about it, for him to come out and say this, I thought, very bad taste. It muddies the pot. It creates unnecessary conversation. Potentially, the readers are, and then the players are going to read about it, and they're probably going to say, don't worry about it, focus on the game. All that's fine. But for him to come out and say it at this time, to down the people that are actually in a moment of Shan, elation Shan, and hold on. Oh, let, me, let me ask you this question. Like This, is the pro- this happens on a yearly basis. To every and, team. And, I mean, are you mad at Boomer? Is that what you're upset about? Yeah, I'm mad at Boomer and SI. Why now? Why this? Because this is the time. This is part of the calendar, and he's just simply reporting a news. It could have been. It could have been Boomer. It could have been Adam Schefter. You insert anybody that covers the NFL. They are all reporting the same thing, and it's not a distraction. It's part of what happens. There's there's a window for assistant coaches of teams who are still in the playoffs to. Talk to other teams who have head coaching opportunities. He did it last week too. Did it? Was it a distraction last week? Yeah, he did. He did last week. He did not on this guy. Last week he was talking about Harbaugh all the time. Well, forget. Suddenly he comes out and talks about. Forget about Boomer. Was it it a distraction for Ben Johnson? No, no, no. Ben Johnson. They they had a fine offense for most of the games. Ben Johnson interviewed. Actually, did something. Took time out of. It's Friday and Saturday and interviewed with four teams. And uh, you saw how well the offense played. And right. Took them while they got going, but it's going to. I mean, you're not going to play great for an entire 60 minutes of an NFL playoff game, especially. Right. But, okay, was that time taken away from, and I don't know if Ben Johnson has a family, but was that time taken away from preparation for Tampa, or was it taken away from time that he would normally spend with his family? I believe his family. Because he, okay. he even said, like, Fridays he usually goes home and does yeah. certain stuff with his kids. All right, so his wife could be mad that at Boomer. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes, I mean, how dare he oh, report that he was distracted at home? There are many reasons in life to be mad at Boomer. That's not one of them. <laughs> Um, we have the two grand slam coming up at 725. 
We got the championship weekend going on in the best place besides San Francisco to go watch it. And all the great sporting events around is the best pool in history, Stadium Swim. Located at Circa Resort and Casino, catch all the biggest games and a viewing experience that's built for sports fans. Chill in one of our six pools on three different levels for a perfect view. The massive 40-foot-tall high-def screen, Stadium Swim, it's America's favorite place to watch football. Swim up bars, instant ready selfie walls, and one nonstop football party. Score your perfect game day spot with cozy day beds, private cabanas, or grab a lounge at the center of the action. Reserve your place today. It's 365 days of sports poolside located at Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas on Fremont Street. Stadium swim, all sports, all seasons. Book your spot today. CircaLasVegas.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. 248-539-9797. We're just about uh, three and a half minutes away from the two grand slam. Uh, let's go to Eric in Grand Blank. You're 97 on the ticket. What's going on? Yeah, uh, you're talking about concerns and... Uh... Really, I feel pretty confident, but my one concern is not activating James Houston ahead of this game. We've shown an ability to get to the quarterback using the blitz. However, in this game with a guy like Christian McCaffrey on a, on a check down, I mean, I'm having flashbacks of uh, last week when White took it to the house. This man will take it to the house. It could be from their 20. If, if we're caught on a blitz and hit a check down, we just have to be able to get to the quarterback or at least uh, some kind of pressure with, with just four or possibly five. Uh, and I think activating James Houston to get some kind of a push opposite Aiden Hutchinson will be peril uh, for us moving forward. Well, obviously they don't think he's ready yet or, or you know, hasn't been up to this point. That's number one. The other thing, and John, you can correct me if I'm I, wrong, on on like the, the touchdown pass that Tampa <laughs> scored to White, I wouldn't make a difference if they blitzed or didn't blitz. That was just a a great play. It was a great and, play, and then yeah. no matter yeah, no matter if you rushed for you, you weren't even going to get to him. Defenders. Pardon? And also, I mean, who's who's better than James? I mean, if he's even if he's not, we're getting absolutely no push from that side of the line. Are we going to throw out another well, bar? I know we cut the one guy, but it, it's embarrassing over there. Well, I wouldn't necessarily call it embarrassing. There's a lack of production. Yeah. But if if you know James Houston. James Houston's not going to come in and provide you more than eight, maybe ten reps Probably. throughout the course of a game. Yeah. So you've, you know, who are you going to put down? Is it is it Josh Pascal? You don't want him out there. Romeo Quara, you don't want him out there. Uh, Kaminsky. I mean, like you got. 
that's the difficult thing about San Francisco is that they're going to line up and they are equally efficient at throwing the ball as they are at running the ball, which is why they're in the NFC Championship game. They're a damn good offense, but you can't have just, you know, you don't want to have right. go into the game with one-trick ponies. Correct. Uh, some ticket texts. Uh, the X Factor's Cam Sutton. He has to have at least one good game in his system. Uh, biggest concern has to be all the Niners' offensive weapons. Everywhere you look, they have someone who can torch a defense. Ayuk, Kittle, McCaffrey, Debo, if he plays. It's just a scary, scary thought. Uh, take CMC out of the game and make Purdy beat you, and if he does, then hats off to him. Biggest concern is Dan Campbell. He called these games flawless, and the team has played ball control and flipped the field perfectly. Field position is key in this game. Uh, Goff brings something Stafford never could do to this team. Matt was a poor leader regardless of talent. I thought he was a pretty good leader towards the end. Uh, my biggest concern is Purdy's ability to run out of the pocket for yardage. Detroit must not let him gash them. Look, he, worry about McCaffrey. Don't worry about Purdy running. I mean, he no, can't run. Yeah. I mean, if he's going to yeah. run, it's because you have pressure on him. Uh, and the game will have to be a master class by Glenn. We cannot allow Sutton to be on an island all game. Well, as Dan Campbell said to us, because I asked him about Sutton, you got to pick your if you're going to blitz, I mean, yeah, you're good. Going. There's risk reward. Yes, indeed. All right, let's win some money. All right, two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. It is the two grand slam. Your chance to win two thousand dollars. I'll ask ten questions within a minute. That would be sixty seconds. You get. I'm all right. You win $2,000. Each correct response will get you $25. We will not tell you if you got one right or wrong. If you do not know the answer, we highly suggest you pass and go back to it. Use your time wisely. We've seen a lot of people get a lot of cash the second time around. All right. Let's find our contestant, and let's go to the great town of South Lyon, Michigan. Saul, what's up? Good morning, Stoney. How are you guys doing? Good. I'm good, Saul. How are you? I'm good. Beautiful. All right. Have, uh, are you ready for this? Are you ready to win some money? I'm ready, Stoney. Okay. Here we go, Saul. Uh, the clock will begin when I start. Um, who coached the Lions the last time they played in the NFC Championship game? Uh, Font. Who do the Red Wings play tonight? Flyers. Who's the place kicker for the 49ers currently? Uh, Moody. Levi Stadium is located in this city. Buffalo. Steve Nash played college basketball at this school. Pass. He played Rusty in the 2001 version of Ocean's Eleven. Pass. The movie line, I teabagged your drum set, is from the two, this 2008 Step movie. Stepbrothers. Stepbrothers. Uh-huh. This team won the 2023 NBA championship. Pass. This team is currently ranked number one in both men's college basketball polls. Uh, Villanova. Who is the head coach of the men's basketball team in Alabama? Pass. Steve Nash played. Santa Clara. Uh, too late, though. No, yep, but, but sorry. You, were, you, were, you were correct. It was Santa Clara. All right, you got four correct. Yep. 
Yep. Boy, you were on a tear. First three, I thought, yeah. oh, we're going to get Here something. Here we go, yes. And then that... Uh, that, uh, that damn that, Levi Stadium. That Levi <laughs> Stadium. Not even close <laughs> yeah. to Buffalo. Uh-huh. Thanks for playing, though, Saul. You got yeah. uh, 100 you bucks. Think, you think Saul walked, woke up this morning and thought, you know what? I better call. I know. I knew you. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was for you. I know. I know you love the show. I know. Yeah, we'll see. Better call Saul. He didn't spell his name S O L, did he? No. That's I mean, Saul. <laughs> I know somebody whose last name is Saul. S O L. There's a lot of people. <laughs> a guy I used to work with in D.C. Why? Saul. Why, yeah. Saul Steinberg. <laughs> no way. Yeah. No, no. You could know a Not guy Feinstein? named Saul Steinberg. Saul Steinberg. And I know another guy who I went to college with. It was at our college radio station. Saul Levine. And it's really? so yes. Really? And this is all shocking news. Yeah. I can't believe these last names. Yes. And I know. And Saul, of course, is the short short for Solomon from the Bible. Is uh never mind. What? Go ahead. Did you know a Saul Samuelson? <laughs> no. That was one of the great bits ever. I know. Jamie behind the scenes. People <laughs> thought he was Jewish. People thought Jamie was Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> he could never spell his damn name either. That was the other thing. All right. <laughs> Levi's Stadium is located not in Buffalo, but in Santa Clara. <laughs> Levi, by the way, Levi Strauss, an- another Jew. <laughs> Uh, Brad Pitt played Rusty in the 2001 version <laughs> of Ocean's Eleven. The Denver Nuggets. Can you please read seven again, just so we know? I will. Because it leads into eight. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the question was. Brad Pitt played Rusty in the 2001 version of Ocean's Eleven. Uh, yes, I, um, I will read the line again. The movie line. I teabagged your drum set <laughs> is from this 2008 movie. He got it correct, Step Brothers. Uh, and the Nuggets <laughs> won the 2023 NBA Finals. Tip of the cap. Yes. I, that was perfect. Because one question in the, in the two Grand Slam, a lot of times there's a theme. Mm-hmm. One thing will lead to the next. And you can sometimes, if you don't know the answer to the, the second or third question, you think back to what you, was you just answered, and it might lead you to that. So the Denver Nuggets mm-hmm. followed the teabag question. Sometimes we do the theme. Yes. Sometimes. So I don't want people to think there's always one. No, there's not always the no. theme. Yeah. And uh, by the way, the head basketball coach, we never got a chance to uh, – he never got a chance to answer the – at Alabama, the men's basketball, is the former head coach of Romulus High School, yes, Nate Oates. Uh, the two Grand Slam brought to you each Thursday by the Genesis – Credit union. <laughs> hey, when it comes to the NFL playoffs, you've got to win one game at a time. And the Lions are one win away from the Super Bowl. But when you bet the NFL playoffs on FanDuel, one game can mean a lot of wins. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, has all your favorite bets like the money line, point spread, all sorts of different player props. And right now, every day there's an NFL playoff game. FanDuel is giving all customers. A no-sweat, same-game parlay. So that's Sunday. 
That means when you combine all your bets for a chance at a bigger payday, you're going to get bonus bets back if your SGP, your same-game parlay, doesn't win. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Jansen if you don't already have an account and make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL and 97 won the ticket. Must be 21 and over in present Michigan. Minimum three-leg parlay required. Refund issued is non-withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified restrictions do apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Wings host the Flyers tonight at Little Caesars Arena. Face off uh, right here on 97-1. The ticket last night. At Little Caesars Arena, ladies and gentlemen, the Detroit Pistons won a basketball game. Mm. 113-106 over Charlotte. They've just dominated the Hornets this year. They've won two games against them. Uh, two of their five wins. Pistons now 5-39. and 39. Uh, Bogey with 34. Alex Burks, 15. Monty Morris, finally, making his debut. Uh, seven points in 11 minutes. Made his first two shots. Uh, it was a weird game. Uh, there was a stretch in the fourth quarter where the Pistons did not get a point. I mean, a point for almost like seven minutes, it seemed like. Okay. And they were only outscored four nothing in that, in that, in that stretch. So they played good defense or Charlotte played bad offense, whatever way you want to look at it. See, what you're saying is, is a very entertaining, exciting moment in the game. Oh, exactly. Uh, yep. They did go on a 10 nothing run to close the game, which has been the Pistons. Uh, big bugaboo the last few weeks. They've been in games and just can't close them. Well, last night they closed it. Uh, they will go for two in a row Saturday. Two in a row and three in the same month. Ooh. I mean, <laughs> three in the same month would be something special. Against the Washington Wizards at LC Saturday afternoon. And then they have a Sunday afternoon game against uh, Chet Holmgren mm-hmm. and the uh, mm-hmm. Oklahoma City Thunder. All right, uh, the big news, obviously, Jim Harbaugh going to the Los Angeles Chargers. 248-539-9797. Uh, you surprised? You happy? You sad? What's your emotions, even as a Michigan fan or even if you're a I don't know, Buckeye fan, Spartan fan, whatever, a college football fan, what are your emotions when you heard? Um, I was like, all right, finally, it's it's going to happen. You know, we, we're not going to be teased anymore, you know, not necessarily in a good way uh, th- that he's leaving. Uh, look, the Jim Harbaugh era, if you want to call nine years an era, whatever word you want to use, was pretty damn good. 86 and, 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 and 25, 60 and 17 in Big Ten play, three and six in bowl games, but the last two he won, including the national championship, you know, three playoffs, uh, obviously the last three years. He's a great football coach. He won a national championship, obviously. Um, his college career record, 144-52. and 52. You couple that with the NFL, 44-19-1. Three conference title games he took his teams to. Won one of them, lost to his brother in the Super Bowl. He's coached for 20 years in both the professional and the collegiate ranks. And including the COVID year, some people like to include it, some people don't for everything, uh, he had three seasons where they, he didn't have a winning record or mm-hmm. he didn't have a losing record. Okay. Three seasons. He had one year in two years in Stanford. They had a losing record. The COVID year here and uh, one year in San Francisco's last year was eight and eight. Right. So it's not a losing, record. not a losing yeah. record. He's a phenomenal coach, a great program builder, but you get a lot of baggage and 
to me, the baggage was worth it because you got a national championship. Now, we'll find out. Oh, we don't know how long. I mean, hell, it took Bill Self and them to figure out the Kansas thing, how long. We'll find out whether that baggage, you can sit there and we can argue all we want, but we're not because we did it already, whether the national championship should be tainted or, or whatever. Jim Harbaugh did his job at Michigan, and he did it well. So I want to know what just people, when they heard the news, was it, oh, wow, it's really happening? Because a lot of times, you know, we didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah, I th- From the <clears throat> beginning, when this job opened up, and after they won the Natty, I said, my gut feeling, this is where he's going to go. I just, there's no inside information, obviously. It just yeah. I had a feeling that this was the time. He won his national championship. His quarterback was leaving. He's got a great quarterback of the Chargers. It just, all the stars, so to speak, aligned for this to be the season where he'd leave. And, well, I'm not going to, you know, poo-poo it. The NCAA investigation is there in the shadows as well. So he probably thought he might get a bigger punishment. Maybe he didn't want to deal with that. I have no idea, but it, it just, this was the time. Yeah. Um, surprised, shocked. I mean, none of those, I'm not surprised. I'm not shocked. Did I think he was going to stay? Yeah. I, I, I stated that clearly. I didn't think he was leaving, uh, but I'm not surprised. He's talked about this. Um, and am I, am I mad? No, because everybody's allowed to make their decision. They're allowed to, you know, follow their dreams. If this is his dream, it's no longer to coach Michigan, but it is to coach and, and pursue a Super Bowl, then good luck to him. Now the focus at Michigan turns to who's next. Should be Sharon Moore. That'll probably be announced today. Um, and and I think it's, it's, it's nice to have a succession uh, a plan in place that all of a sudden you you know one guy moves on another guy steps in now it doesn't it doesn't mean that there's going to be success instantly no the, there's a lot of challenges the schedule gets a lot tougher yeah. you know it's not it's not three gimmies at the beginning and it's not the, the the bottom part of the Big Ten for the first seven games of your of your Big Ten season you've got Texas in week two you've got USC I think in week four. And you're tri- you're Oregon making a trip. You got in. Oregon. You've, you're going out to Washington. It's going to be a challenge. It, no matter who was the coach, it's going to be a challenge. Uh, but I believe Sharon Moore. I believe these athletes are all up to, to taking on that challenge, and they see it as an opportunity. It's a great opportunity yeah. for them, um, and it should be taken as such. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Uh, let's say good morning to uh, Teddy in Lake Orion. What's up, Teddy? Hey, what's going on? Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. So uh, I'm I'm a big Sparty, and I'll be honest, I'm a, a Michigan hater. And uh, Harbaugh leaving has got me upset for two reasons. Number one, uh, yeah, obviously as a hater, I, I want I want Harbaugh to serve as punishment for the NCAA. Um, but you know, the the real bigger reason is I'm actually more afraid of Sharon Moore than I am Jim Harbaugh. Uh, I think with Sharon Moore and Jesse Minner, they're calling plays. I think that's really what made that team so dominant. With Harbaugh out there, you know, trying to get an NFL job every year, I think it's just hurting the program more than Sharon Moore will. And as a Sparty, I mean, obviously, I, you know, I'm more scared of Sharon Moore than I am Harbaugh. Well, you'll probably well, get your argue. you'll probably get your wish because Jesse Minter will probably go with Harbaugh. Yeah, probably. but it's also hard to argue that you know him flirting with the NFL hurt the program because they they're coming off a national championship. No, and I agree there. I agree there, but I like I know. Uh, there was uh, one recruit uh, two years ago with the Vikings who was like, I, I, I'm not going 
I'm not going to Harbaugh. He's going to be going to the NFL. I, you know, and, and the other thing, though, I, I do want uh, to bring up is, I mean, do we think that Harbaugh went up to J.J. and some of the guys on his team and said, look, if I got an NFL job, I'm out of here? Say this again. So, so Harbaugh goes up to – I mean, I, I don't think J.J. – I think J.J. should have stayed another year at Michigan. Do we think that Harbaugh went up to J.J. and said, look, if I get an NFL job, I'm out of here, and that's why J.J.'s gone? J.J. could make any decision that he wanted, yeah. and, I, and I firmly believe that Jim Harbaugh said that. If, if, if I get an NFL job, he said that the last couple of years. He's told his players that. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't, right, I, that's so, what I'm saying. I mean – Yeah, yeah I, I agree. He, he, yeah. if, if Harbaugh would have stayed, or J.J. might have stayed too. Because I think J.J. needed another year as well. Although if he gets drafted I, I, I by – I mean, I think J.J.'s probably going no matter what. Well, who yeah, knows? I, I don't think Harbaugh's going to the NFL unless he got this job. Harbaugh had no idea he was going to be able to get this job when J.J. announced. There's no way. This went through two interviews. Yeah, I know, but the job yeah. was open at least. It's not that it was yeah, open. So he didn't know he was going to get it. Atlanta no. went through two interviews. I mean, there's the, the, Bill Belichick has gone through multiple interviews at different places. And and you know, so you know, yeah, I to your point, yeah, I don't know that he thought he was going to get this job. He probably thought I I can if I really want to get after it, I could probably get one of these jobs. That's probably the only one that he wanted though. So that was our first Michigan State kind of angle to this. Yeah. I think, you know, a lot of times media will do winners and losers when a major decision happens like this. You know, I think the biggest winner out of this is Michigan State. And Ohio State. I think it's Michigan State. Like, Ohio State is always going to be there. This Michigan and them are always going to go back and forth. They're, they're usually on a level playing field. I think Michigan State, like, I think Harbaugh was kind of slamming the door on the rivalry. And kind of like Bo did. You know, there were still seasons where... Michigan State would beat them, but mm-hmm. it was few and far between. I think the opportunity is open back up for Michigan State to potentially make this a little bit more even. So Michigan State, so Michigan fans will use the excuse, "Well, you only beat Rich Rod's team. You only beat Sharon Morris." Team. I've never heard that. I know excuse. I, honestly, I've never heard that from, excuse. from, from Michigan fans during oh, when D'Antonio would have had other successful. That's pathetic. Oh yeah. That was the Michigan fans who say, "Oh, you only beat us because you know we <laughs> our, our teams were awful." Yeah, well, many, went, many they, Michigan uh, fans Harbaugh said that. Harbaugh had an awful tough time with him the first couple of years, but I, yeah. because of what happened in East Lansing, yeah. you know, through everything the last few years, Correct. and then Harbaugh getting back to what he was, I think he was really dominating, ready to dominate the rivalry. Yes. And I just think that at least the, I think the door is open. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I think if Michigan State does the right things, J- Jonathan Smith does the right things. Yep. Well, the number they, one thing that, that flipped the rivalry – in terms of Mark D'Antonio at that time was Mark D'Antonio. Yes. Uh, he was he was a great coach. Right. Yes. The the second thing that happened was Rich Rod was no longer recruiting the same way that Michigan had rec- recruited. And you could say whatever you want about his offensive style would would it eventually have been successful probably at some point, but he was no longer recruiting the big tough kids. Tough offensive and defensive linemen from Michigan, Ohio, and Correct. Pennsylvania. Right, and that's the Michigan fan excuse for all, for the when Michigan yeah, State it's dominated. It's not an excuse. No, I know, but I'm saying that. Okay, that's what Michigan fans said. Oh, you only beat us because we because of Rich no, Rod. That's all I'm, 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 I'm talking, talking about the facts that he changed his I recruiting know, style, I and, know, and I led no. with the fact that Mark D'Antoni was a good coach. No. It's not an excuse. I'm not saying you made the excuse. I said Michigan fans used to say, "Oh yeah, you beat us when we had Rich Rod." That's what they said. Some Michigan fans that's, said that, hap- that happens to be a fact. 
I, I, I understand. Okay. They so, did beat them with Rich Rod. They beat him with, with Brady Hoke. Okay. Didn't they I, beat him early I, on I, with, I, I with, understand with Jim Harbaugh. That. that happens to be but, a yeah. fact. No, but I'm talking about the, the Walmart, Walmart, who will use excuses for everything. It's not you, John. I'm not accusing you of anything. Don't take it so personally. Ideally, I'm just we, telling we, you, it's I, the facts. And it, yes, I understand, but they used it as the reason that they lost to Michigan State for the, the, why, the reason D'Antonio dominated them. Michigan fans would use that as an excuse. Okay. Or as a, a, fa- a reason, okay, instead of an excuse. Yes, there are obviously facts. That, well, yeah, they, Mark D'Antonio was a good coach. Rich Rod was not. Right, but he went 10-4 and four against Michigan, right? Yeah. I think if Michigan had things right, that Mark D'Antonio would have still won the rivalry. In that time, maybe maybe Michigan wins another game I, because I give because Mark all the credit. was a good coach. Dan Tony was a terrific coach. coach. So you think if Lloyd was still there, okay, Michigan State would have, in your opinion, would have dominated the rivalry like they did. I don't know if they would have dominated it, but it would have been a hell of a lot that tougher. Been, oh, yeah. I, I agree with all I, that. Would, would he have been? I mean, uh, how many years would Lloyd have been there at that time? Right. You know, was, was it been three years? Would they go two and one, one and two? I'm agreeing with everything you're saying, but you're not hearing the the typical Michigan, oh, we ran out of time crowd and all that stuff. That's what you're not hearing. All right, Planet Fitness is the home of the judgment-free zone where anyone, and we mean anyone, can feel comfortable and work on their fitness goals, get in shape both physically and mentally. And now, ladies and gentlemen, very happy to say the big fitness energy sale is back. That's right. Pay just 24 cents down and you get started in 2024. It's great. 10 bucks a month, 24 cents down. It's the best and it's back. Now, uh, over 50 locations in Detroit, you got the all new cardio uh, at Dearborn and Taylor, new strength equipment in Woodhaven, Livonia, Commerce, Shelby Township. All that stuff is upgraded at all these locations. So just 24 cents down, $10 a month. Planet Fitness. It's a judgment-free zone. I know. 248-539-9797. Some ticket text. Uh, I'm pissed. He said he wanted to hang his hat someday and not move around, but continually flirted with the NFL after he has everything he ever wanted right here. He heard our recruiting and probably the transfer portal, and now he's probably going to rob us of our coaching staff for sure. Now I just think you're egotistical and greedy. Uh, the portal situation, I think, was probably going to be hurt a little bit because of this. Recruiting, it wasn't great to begin with, and I don't think it had to be, you know, which is surprising considering the success the last few years. I don't think it had anything to do with the NFL stuff, though. Uh, Jordan from Sandusky. I love Jim as a coach, even with his quirks, but did not like all the drama that surrounded him in the program for the last few years. I wouldn't say I'm happy to see him leave, but I will not miss him. Good luck to him. Go Lions. Go Blue. Harbaugh was like a trophy wife, high maintenance, lots of drama, a wandering eye, and impending divorce. Jim, it's been a fun ride, but man, are we exhausted. <laughs> it's a great freaking analogy. Yeah. Not that I have any experience in that, but it does. Adam in Dearborn, you're at 97 won the ticket. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so my thoughts on Harbaugh, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I was the biggest Harbaugh hater for the last five years. I couldn't wait for him to leave. I wanted to move on. This is the year where he got my respect. Even before we won it, after the Bama game, I'm just thinking, man, I love this guy. I don't know what happened when I when I got that news. 
I saw the notification on my phone. I'm like, God damn. I was pissed. Um, I'm not going to lie. With Saban retiring and all that, I thought this was Michigan's shot to be the next best place to play in, in college football. And um, I don't know. I think we take a huge step back. I'm, I'm afraid now. I'm not going to lie. Well, I, I, I understand the fear. Um, and, and that's a possibility. Don't say you're scared. No, but I, I understand the fear. I'm not saying I am. I understand I the fear. Him, yeah. yeah, and the fear is that you do, that there was a vacuum. Al, you know, Alabama not being perceived, not being what they were. Let's not forget Kalen DeBoer has won big every place he's been. So while Alabama, maybe they lose a couple of guys in the transfer portal, they're still going to be damn good. It's Kirby Smart at Georgia. And it's it's going to be Ryan Day at Ohio State. You're still competing against the same schools. Ryan Kelly at LSU. That type yeah. Of thing. So, and 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 Mike Norvell down at Florida State. That's they're not going away either. No, it's my it's funny you mentioned Kalen DeBoer because if Saban doesn't retire and Harbaugh still leaves, there is a good chance that Michigan would have had to make a decision between Kalen DeBoer and Sharon Moore because I was told months ago. The Boer because of his he, his first job was Easter. I've mentioned this on the episode yeah. because he, he coached at Eastern Michigan as an assistant. His first job and his wife, I believe, has family around here that he was very interested in the Michigan job if it became available. What do you guys think about? Oh, look, I, I think we all think it's Moore's getting the job. Yes, right. Yeah, um, and I don't have I have zero problem with that. He he proved himself to be a good game day coach. I worry about the program stuff, but I would worry about that with anybody. There is has been just a little bit of smoke. Around Brian Kelly, and no. I, I'm I know no. John, but I, where's that coming from? His agent from Brian Kelly, and he wants agent, to get yeah. on SEC. Well, I don't I don't know. I mean, I, who knows? I I mean, obviously he started in the state of Michigan at, at Grand Valley. Maybe he just wants to come back to the state of Michigan. I don't know. Maybe that's always been his goal. I don't know, but no. So, what would you support if Michigan actually? What if that happened? Would you support him in the Michigan family? <laughs> You have to lose the accent. <laughs> it's a, start speaking with a slight Canadian accent. Hey, Wolverines. Yeah. yeah. Hey, this Wolverines, eh? <laughs> uh, John in Auburn Hill says, hey, guys, as a Penn State fan and alum, I don't care that Harbaugh's leaving for the Chargers. The bigger thing I care about is J.J. leaving in Penn State, taking over the Big Ten. Penn State. If Penn State takes over the Big Ten, you're hiring a different coach. I'll tell you that. Yeah, James Franklin finally learned how to beat a top ten team. Yeah. Well, though, he can be concerned about and hope that Penn State will dominate the Big Ten. I do not think that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I'm very grateful for everything Coach did for the program. However, I'm extremely relieved that he is finally gone. We do not have to deal with this annual lunacy every year. Despite all the program's success, recruiting has suffered. To have all the success they've had and to routinely, routinely recruit somewhere in the mid-teen range is unprecedented. The program will not have to deal with the negative recruiting anymore. Recruits obviously want to know who their coach is going to be, Tom and Oxford. See, I've heard the NIL stuff has hurt a lot more than people trying to figure out if Jim Harbaugh is going to be back or not. And see, the part with the uh, the recruiting, too, is like the whole mid-teens thing is like wh- what I see recruiting, what, what I matter about recruiting is young players contributing and making plays on Saturday. Like right. it was Mason Graham yeah. making plays as a freshman and a sophomore. It's Will Johnson be- making plays as a freshman and a sophomore. Like that's where, like, I, I look and, at and they it. Do, they do a great job of, of of player development. Number one. Number two, though, you 
the, the stats and the facts speak for themselves. In most cases, the teams that recruit the more, most four and five stars or have, have the most success. True, but I think what Michigan has done in the last three years is get their guys. Yeah, yeah. player development. And then they develop three-star guys into five, you know. Into, Don't into go star chasing. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, a three-star. I mean, just because no, somebody says they're a three-star doesn't mean they, they, no, they're not a four or, or could that. be a five. I mean, it's just if you commit to the right camp in the offseason, all of a sudden you become a four-star guy. I know. I mean, it, it, no. and what does that mean? But my point is – the statistics back it up. Or if you're a four, yeah. and and all of a sudden, hey, you you commit to the Under Armour or the Nike. Oh, we're gonna get we'll get you another star if you commit to us. Okay, well then all of a sudden you become a five star. What do the stars mean? Not much, except if you have the most of them, that some of them are going to be actually be five stars, and that's why you win the championships year in year out. With some exceptions being Michigan this year, ninety seven won the ticket. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.